Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Spotlight Series. We are in July and we're going over some of the best comic book movies. And you know what's better than one Ninja Turtle movie? God damn it, two Ninja Turtles movies. Ah, so, ah, ah. yeah, two. Ah, ah, ah. So, today, Katie and I, we are reviewing Ninja Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze. Uh, a really cool sequel. Uh, we will not do number three because that movie ain't good. Uh, <laughs> it ain't good. They go through time. It ain't good. Played a video game on the Super Nintendo, Turtles in Time. That's a really good one. So, oh, was it a uh, uh, Big Apple? <laughs> the sound bites in that game were so shitty. So, this movie, it's weird and cool. So, this is still at the height of the Ninja Turtle craze. Mm-hmm. And this movie is a lot more light. Light compared to the first movie, which is pretty dark. And, you know, not that cheery and stuff. So they wanted to lighten it up for families to watch. And that's why in this movie, the turtles really don't use their weapons as much. Because... They also lost like 100 pounds. Yeah. They got skinny. <laughs> yes. Uh, so in this movie, a lot of the time, the weapons are just on their back. Or mm -hmm. they use other things as weapons, like Michelangelo uses cold cuts, he uses sausages as nunchucks, because that's not as bad for kids to see, swinging Dear a nun, swinging, you know, <laughs> sausages. Not as cool either, nunchucks are dope, why would yeah. you do that? Yeah, um, but like I said, this movie, they couldn't fail with this, and so this movie did really good. Uh, this film was a tribute to Jim Henson, because he died less than a year before the film's release, Oh, the first one. And so he helped with the costumes and stuff. So they're really sad about that. Because, like, you know, the group was still there helping. But I'm curious how things would have looked if he was still around. More similar to the first one. Yeah. I'm, I'm just curious. Their how... bodies changed a lot between the first and the second movies. Well, I think they changed the bodies to help with the people on the inside doing Oh, moves. I'm sure. It was an, an improvement. I'm sure technologically... Like, it helped them do movements. They were probably cooler in there. Oh, like, yeah, it was probably breathed way probably better. Probably a lot better in that regard, but... Yeah, the... and and it helped them do a turtle rap dance at the end. And open their mouths really wide so you could see faces on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, this movie, it, it's cool. Uh, this one is... God, I think a few months later. No, weeks after the first movie. It's it's one of those cool sequels that happens right after. And just more shit goes down. So this one is the Turtles looking for a new home. Because their home got ransacked. <laughs> and they have to fight Shredder some more. So just like in the comics and in the video games. Uh, Shredder, quotation mark, dies. And he pops right back up. It's very much like the master from Doctor Who. Yeah, he never actually died. Like, didn't you explode? He's like, yeah, I did. I did, but I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kill you now. So, uh, like always, we'll get through the story of this one. Uh, it, it, it's the same kind of stuff, man. It's good. A lot more jokes. It's a lot more silly. Yeah. Uh, it, very much in, like, a lot of kids' things. Not a lot of punches to the head and kicks. A lot of throws. That's how you beat up the good guys you throw them in the things because it, it hurts but you know it's not as scary so in new york city a 
pizza delivery boy, Kino, our boy Ernie Reyes Jr., now he's got a role in the movie, uh, he is delivering a pizza to April O'Neil, and he encounters burglars across the street. So he sees these vans full of shit, and he's like, that's really weird. Time to be nosy, because I can defend myself, so I'm going to go around this corner. Ah, that's burglars. Beats up like three of them, and then like 20 burglars pop out, and he's like, I can't fight all of y'all. Uh, and then the Ninja Turtles pop up, and then uh, it's a very cool scene of jokes and props and stuff. It's very much like Jackie Chan. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, it's very much like a Jackie Chan scene. Fun fact, one of the distributors was Golden Harvest. They helped with the movie and stuff, so Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan approved. So... Uh, it's really cool. So, they put Kino into a trash can and tell him, like, sit here so you don't get hurt while we're, like, beating these dudes up. And they tie up the burglars and tell him to call the cops, and then they disappear. They steal his pizzas. Like, that's their pay. They leave money, but I don't think they left enough. It looked like they left $7. But I know this is the 90s, so I don't know how much a pizza was in the cheap 90s. Cheap is what it was. Yeah. And in New York, it's probably pretty cheap. Cheap. Yeah. So, the... So Leonardo Donatello, Michelangelo, and Raphael, along with Splinter, are living with April O'Neil in their apartment. New apartment, because their old apartment got burnt down. So uh, they're still looking for a place to live. Uh, surprisingly, it's really hard to find a really big sewer with stuff they can live in. So mm -hmm. uh, they're trying their best. And Splinter still wants to remain in the shadows and stuff. And Raphael thinks they should live out in the open. And so that is a constant theme that pops up in the games the movies the comics that Raphael and uh, honestly all of the turtles want to kind of see the world and go out uh in the last movie they did it was called out of the shadows the turtles they've done way too much that people have seen them and so they're like why are we hiding still they know that something's helping and like we should go out and so the issue of oh you're weird and different Oh, I'm scared I'm going to shoot at you now. So, you know, but that's where they're leading to. So, uh, at a junkyard, <laughs> so the Foot Clan, they got their asses kicked a week or so ago. So the remnants of the Foot meet up at this junkyard because apparently that was the meetup spot if something goes down. <clears throat> Shredder's second in command, Tatsu, proclaims that he's, he's next in charge because he saw Shredder. Get fucking smushed in a garbage compactor. So he's like, that motherfucker dead. So I'm the new Shredder. And he's like, anybody want to challenge me? Speak up right now. And then Shredder takes his old garbage smushed ass around the corner. And is like, yeah, I want to challenge you. And Tatsu's like, god damn. So Shredder has new scars on his face from getting smushed in a garbage truck. <laughs> and now he's like, nah, I ain't dead. And I'm killing the fuck out of those turtles when I get a chance. So... April's interviewing, uh, his name is Professor Jordan Perry. He works at TGRI, as I joked to Katie, and she just shook her head, TGRI Fridays. Mm -hmm. And she was like, mm. it's like I married this guy. So, <laughs> about a possible toxic waste leak. So, uh, April O'Neil's asking the hard questions. And so, he tells her, Jordan, Dr. Professor Jordan's like, hey, everything's fine. We good, baby. And then, like... 20 steps away, these scientists discover these giant dandelions that have been mutated by the toxic leak. And he's like, hey, make sure no one sees this shit. Like, let's keep this on the DL. 
we'll get rid of that ooze later that probably caused this. So, uh, one of April's cameramen, his name is Freddy, he is he's a spy. And so he reports it back to, to Shredder. And he tells him, like, hey, something's happening here. And, like, the dandelion is gigantic. Something mutated something. So we should check it out. And Shredder sends his crew there to have Perry interrogated. So uh, back at the apartment, Splinter reveals to the her and Turtles that the canister that had the ooze that mutated them was from TGRI Fridays. And so Splinter decides that, hey, guys, you need to go down there because something's going down at that company. These people created us, in a sense. So make sure no one else messes with them. So they head down to TGRI, and then, oh, no, the Foot Clan's there, and they grab Perry first. And so the Turtles are fighting their best, and they grab Perry and the last canister of ooze in the process. So the... The turtles are very sad. They fail. It's, uh, <laughs> so, uh, Kino, the pizza guy, so he knows that the turtles are involved with April O'Neil in some sense. So, he goes to her apartment, and he finds the turtles. He, like, stomps on Raphael's toe, and, <laughs> and he pops out. And so, Kino is now part of the crew. He's seen too much. Either they kill him, or just let him be a friend. So... Back at the hideout, Shredder's hideout. So, uh, the game plan is, hey, how do you fight a mutated monster? Make your own mutated monster. And so, they grab a wolf and a snapping turtle, and they mutate them with the ooze into Taka and Razor. Uh, if you've played the Ninja Turtle game, the Manhattan Project, they are villains, I want to say it's like the sixth level uh, they're villains. You fight both of them at the same time, and it fucking sucks because they they go to different sides of the screen and they shoot fire and ice and stuff. It fucking sucks. So you have to have a friend help you. So Taka and Razor get mutated, and so uh, <laughs> they realize that April. There's way more threat to April's life now because the Foot know they're around, and they know the Foot's around. So they they're actively looking for a new home. And so, after an argument with Leo, just like in the first movie, Raphael scoots off. And Michelangelo discovers an abandoned subway station, which is fucking legit. That's really cool. And he's like, this is it. This is our new home. And it's fucking beautiful. So, Raphael and Kino come up with a plan to put Kino into the Foot Clan to find their hideout, which is a really smart idea. So... He helps Kino out along the steps to be considered to be a Foot Clan member. Uh, Kino does all the fighting, and then they get to this one room, and it's like, hey, I want you to grab all of these little little bells off this mannequin's body. Grab as much as you can in 15 seconds. Hey, you got to do it in smoke so you can't see. And Raphael sneaks up and grabs all of them. It's super inhumanly possible to do this, but... They don't give a shit, I guess. I'd be like, that's impossible, sir. Like, do that. I want to see you do it now. But, you know, whatever. So, uh, Raphael and Kino, uh, they actually get caught. Because, you know, go figure, a giant fucking green turtle thing in broad daylight won't be seen. And so, uh, Raphael starts fighting some of the foot. And he tells Kino to run away and tell everybody else. So, Kino gets away. Raphael gets grabbed again. Uh, I'm glad that he doesn't get his ass beat like in the other one so uh when they come 
they obviously know it's a trap because they got in there really easy and they're like confused about it. They're like, this is easy. A little too easy. And then one of my favorite jokes, he's like, hey, it's Raph. Yeah, a little too Raph. <laughs> and just slapped Michelangelo in the head. But no, it was a trap and they're ambushed by the shredder and the foot. And then they open up the gates and Taka and Razor. Oh, actually, no, no. They get grabbed in the net first. And so... <laughs> Uh, uh, Shredder's like, fuck all this, like, funny shit. I'm just gonna drop you guys onto, like, these giant blades. And then Splinter pops up, shoots a little arrow, and saves his children. And they're like, yeah, we brought insurance too. Splinter! And then Splinter's like, I'm old and tired. And he just leaves. He, he knows he, they got that under control. He's like, I'm gone, y'all. And then the turtle's like, cool, we can fight any way we want now. So when he's around... They fight normal. They have to follow rules. Yeah, but the second that he leaves, oh, hell yeah, I'm grabbing some stupid shit and swinging it over my head. So, when that happens, uh, Taka and Razor pop out, and the turtles realize that, oh, they're not ready for this. These motherfuckers are super strong. So, uh, they're getting their asses kicked, thrown all the way around. They find a sewer, uh, a sewer opening. And they like, yeah, thank you. That's the word. Not sewer opening. Hey, I found a sewer opening over here. Let's get out of here. So, uh, Donatello finds a manhole and they're like, we need to get the fuck out of here. So, they grab Perry, the scientist, and they get out. And so, uh, they do a very tactical retreat, which is really smart because they wouldn't get fucked up. So, back in the hideout, the professor explains that the creation of the ooze was an accident. And so, Donatello. And Leonardo and Raphael are pretty sad because they assumed they were created for something more. Yeah, for some you greater know? purpose, yeah. And they're really bummed out by it, but honestly... Damn, Bella. <laughs> what the fuck was that? She ran down there and, tr- and like, fucking Tokyo drifted right in front I know, of that but door. she was, like, right here. She saw something. Maybe she saw a fucking ghost over there. She was like, oh, I guess. <laughs> what the fuck, Bella? Okay, so like I was saying, um, they assumed that they had more to do in life. Like, there was something more to their purpose, but, you know, that's that's life. You know, some of the coolest things just come out of accidents. So, uh, the Shredder realizes that the Turtles are going to hide because they're like, well, we got our asses kicked. So, he releases Taka and Razor into a nearby neighborhood to just break shit. And he's like, cause some motherfucking destruction. Go play. And uh, they just are destroying shit in, on the street. So, the next day, uh, the Foot Clan, they actually find April and send her a message saying that Taka and Razor are going to be released into Central Park if the Turtles don't meet them at the construction site that night. And it's funny because they're talking about it, They're like, wait, how, how are they going to avoid all the people if they get released release into Central Park? Oh. oh. Yeah. People are going to die if they get sent out. So they meet up at the construction site and they have a really cool antidote that they made up. And But it's only used uh, internally, so they have to eat it. And so they stuffed the antidote into donuts, which I guess they ate one of them, so it kind of worked. Mm-hmm. And so Taco and Razor eat one donut and they're like, yeah, num nums, eat another one. And then they realize you know, what they're fucking doing, and they start beating them up. So the turtles get thrown and through this wall into a warehouse where 
it's a dance club. And who is performing on the stage, Katie? Vanilla Ice. Vanilla Ice. So this, like, this is 1991. Vanilla Ice is a hot-ass commodity right yeah. now. Peak uh, popularity, Vanilla Ice. Yeah, this is before Vanilla... Oh, for the people out there that don't know who Vanilla Ice, so... Um, Ice Ice Baby. You've definitely heard that song. Yeah, it's a song that uh, steals from uh, Under Pressure. Under Pressure. So he's, he was, you know, a, a, a white person that starts to rap. And he was really cool. Really cool look. And then later on, everyone found out that he was lying about his, like, life. Because he's like, I grew up in the streets. I got shot at. Shit myself. You know, kind of stuff. And then later on, it's like, oh, you grew up in the suburbs. Why did you lie? And he's like, I don't know. And then everybody booed him. So, uh, I know he performs now, but he has like a rock band, metal band, something like that. So, Some white people shit. Yeah, some white people shit. Uh, he sold property for a while. He had a TV show. So, I don't know what he's doing now. Hopefully, he's not doing drugs. So No, he was on uh, that celebrity rehab show oh, for a long time. Oh, he did do drugs. Damn it. I don't so, think he does them anymore, though. I hooray! Think, I think Dr. <laughs> Drew got him to stop doing That's drugs. That's good. Yeah, I don't want any of those people to do drugs. So... Um, so a big fight happens, and so it's in front of people, so the turtles, like, people have seen these fucking turtles, uh, a few people think it's part of the show, they're like, damn, Vanilla Ice has the most legit show, is turtles fighting fucking ninjas out here. Those costumes are so cool! Yeah, that's a giant wolf, and a giant fucking other big turtle, and they're fighting them, uh, so it, it's crazy, and while the fight's happening, Vanilla Ice, the, the awesome wordsmith that he is comes up with lyrics to what's happening to him right he then. He does an entire freestyle rap, which we all know, anyone who's listened to Vanilla Ice at all in the last 30 years knows he is not capable of. <laughs> Honestly, he probably can rap. Or, you know, make up stuff. You he's think he can freestyle? Probably. Kid Rock can. And he's a piece of shit. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> so while this happened, he comes up with the song uh, "Go Ninja Go." I don't know if that's actually the real name. It's I think it's called Ninja Rap. Actually, uh, it's a really catchy song. Wasn't the thing from the first movie called Ninja Rap? No, Turtle Power. There you go. Okay. Uh, but this song is like "Go Ninja Go Ninja Go." Go Ninja Go Ninja Go. It's like hey, and they start dancing and stuff. Uh, it's a really cool scene. So they realize that talking Razor. Um, their bodies are the antidote's helping, but they need to speed it up. And the best way to do that is by introducing a cold element. So they use fire extinguishers and they knock them down to the ground and they shoot fire extinguishers into their face. Uh, Katie saw a really weird depiction when they like straddled them for a second. You're like, oh, that was weird looking. But they shoot the fire extinguisher into their mouths and Taka and Razor de evolve like the fucking Digimon. Back into a wolf, a really cute, it looked like a husky. It was a dog, yeah. Yeah, it was a husky that they just painted red. It looked yeah. like a wolf. And then a snapping turtle. I was like, that's so cute. And so, um, yeah, Shredder grabs a lady from the crowd, and he's still got a canister of ooze, the ooze that's left, and he's like, fuck it, I'm going to do this again. Y'all going to have to kill me. I'm a bad guy. Look at me. Kino runs in, drop kicks the ooze out of his hand, and that flies somewhere, and then they actually set up the speakers and aim them at Shredder's ass, and then, no, he kicks the knife out of his hand. He doesn't kick the ooze, I don't think. He did. 
for a sec at the very beginning. He kicked the ooze. Then he grabs the ooze again. Oh, uh, okay. Or yeah, some yeah. shit like that. Yeah. It's something dumb. So they set up speakers just like in the beginning of Back to the Future. You know how Marty plays that power chord and flies across the room and should have deafened himself and actually like gave himself a concussion from that? They do that to Shredder and he flies through a fucking building and flies out to the docks and crashes. And they're like, hooray, into the water. Yeah, he hits the water. And then the turtles run out there and they're like, well, I, I think we're done. Hooray! <laughs> Cowabunga? And they go, Cowabunga! And then the docks start shaking. Holy shit. Shredder took the ooze. He ate it, or I don't know, put it on himself. And so if you've played, I keep bringing this game up because it's fucking great. The Manhattan Project, the Ninja Turtle game. At the end of the game, Shredder gets a canister of ooze. This must have came out the same fucking year of the movie. He grabs a canister, pours it on himself. And he turns into Super Shredder in the final fight. And so at this point, you have like two lives left because the game is a Nintendo game and it's really long. He has a move. He shoots a beam at you. He devolves you back into a normal turtle and it takes away a a whole life from you. Uh, It's a horrible fight. It's really hard, but it's very rewarding. We beat his dumb ass. So Super Shredder, a.k.a. Kevin Nash. Yeah, this is Diesel. (laughs) Diesel is... The body, because he's gigantic, and they're fighting under the dock, <laughs> the dock of the bay. So uh, Shredder is just breaking things, and then the turtles tell him like, "Hey, this isn't structurally sound. You're gonna kill us both." And Super Shredder's like, "I don't." Kill us all, yeah. He's like, "I don't care." It's like if you die, and if you die, it's worth it. And the turtles are like, "You must forget, bro. Like we're turtles." And so they dive off the side. Shredder smushes himself. So they don't even get to fight Super Shredder. He smushes himself. And the turtles pop out of the water. And they're like, we did it. <laughs> like, Hooray! Like, we won that fight, I guess? And so at the end, April uh, reads, reads a note from the professor saying, like, hey, sorry. <laughs> TGRI. We're sorry. Sorry we did that. But um, we won't deal with ooze anymore you know we'll do something and he thanks the turtles for saving him and so while all of this is happening splinter is sitting at home watching this on tv and he's like oh my god because his son's names are being said on tv he's like oh sweet jesus and so they get home after the fight and he's like hey you didn't get seen by anybody right and the turtles are like, no, we we're ninjas, Dad. We no one saw us. We were like the shadows. And he's like, well, then what the hell is this? And he holds up a newspaper that says, uh, what was it? Ninja rap is here to stay or something like that. Yeah. So, and in the picture, they are posted up posing for the fucking picture. So someone ran up and it's like, picture for the newspaper, and they're like, hell yeah, and they pose. So sweet Jesus, the world knows. That they're real. Or just people in costumes? Like, I don't know what they really know. And so in this movie, anytime one of the turtles does something bad, Splinter f- punishes them. He, could, he can't beat them up. I he guess he could. He be- probably could. He does it all the time in the show. In yeah. the shows. Yeah. So, but he punishes them with physical, like, things. They so do flips. Yeah. He's like, ten flips. And he's like, god damn it. One. <laughs> two. And so he tells them, like, Y'all are doing some flips, and so they do their flips, and then it freeze frames. So uh, that's the movie. This one is a lot more 
family friendly, kitty, silly than the first it one. It really is so goofy. I didn't realize the first one was so dark compared to when we watched these two like very recent to each other. Yeah. I've never I never watched like one and then waited a few days and then watched the second one. It's never happened before. But when we did this, I was like, shit, man, like first one's dark as fuck. Mm-hmm. And this one's like so silly and like funny and but yeah, it's silly. So Katie, who was your favorite character in Secret of the Ooze? Kino was my favorite character. Kino's fucking amazing. Uh, he starts out as a pizza delivery boy, but he immediately jumps right in as kind of a replacement Casey. He's not as hard as Casey, and he's very clearly like a kid. All the Ninja Turtles treat him like a kid, even though they're also kids. Um, but they're mutated, so I guess they get a pass. Um, but yeah. he's he's badass. Um, like we said in the last episode, he was actually the body stuntman for Donatello inside the suit in the first movie. And then he got to be an actual actor in the second movie. And he was fucking great. His whole storyline was just like, he tricked his way into the foot and like, pretended to be one of the kids who wanted to join the foot so he they could find out where the hiding spot was and all this cool shit. And he came in clutch at the end with... He saved their ass a couple of times. Um, very similar to Casey Jones, but not quite as cool. But I liked him a lot. Anyways. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Katie beat me to it. Uh, Kino is amazing. I love him in this movie. But I will say, honorable mention, and Katie's probably going to make a face, uh, Taka and Razor, I love them. Because they're, they're made out to be the villains of this movie. But they're babies. They're babies. And so there's a scene, it's one of my favorite lines. Uh, Shredder opens up the gates because they're too strong to be held anyway. And he tells them, hey, we're going to fight. And you you can scratch and try to kill me. But at the end of the fight, you're going to call me master. And then the monsters get close to him. And he's ready to fight them. And they like, Mama? And they look at each other like, oh, it is Mama. And then they run up and hug, like, Shredder. And he's so pissed off that they're like, Mama. And so the rest of the movie, anytime he's around, they're just like, Mama. And they're, like, they're so proud that their mommy is around watching them do stuff. And so he's ready to kill them off because he's like, no, I need soldiers. These are little kids. And the professor's like, no, man, like, they listen to you. You can make them do stuff. Like, you know, kids don't question why they're doing stuff and he's like oh shit you're right i can just make them do wild stuff and they don't understand what they're doing so uh talking and razor they're amazing it's it's really cute so like i just like to see him and like mama mama and they like hug him he's like get off me god damn it <laughs> uh katie what was your least favorite character in the movie shredder god damn we're on the same page and not because he is the villain because in this movie It didn't really matter. Yeah. But it was because Shredder was just lame in this movie. Like, in the first movie, he was super hard. And, like, the whole dark concept around the Ninja Turtles in the first movie was fucking great. And then when they tried to make it, like, kiddie or more family-friendly or whatever in this film, they kind of had to bring Shredder way down off his, like, revenge ninja shit. And that's... Part of what makes the character of Shredder so fucking great. So they just altered his character too much for me to like anything about him. He was just like horribly written and just not, he wasn't Shredder as he should be. Shredder is like 
super duper evil, and he was just kind of meh in this one. A hundred percent. But that's the price you pay when you're making it a little more kitty and cute. Uh, yeah, Shredder was there. He moved the plot along. He's like, yeah, I'm going to make monsters to take out those assholes. But, and at the end, they didn't even fight. And it's funny. So Splinter came and saved the turtles in the middle of the movie. And he saw Shredder there because he saved his kids. But then Splinter just left. He felt no fear of his kids fighting Shredder. He's like, mm, he got his ass kicked a week ago. He, we cool. He went home. Yep. I mean, like, don't you... Splinter was weird, too. He's, like, a runner-up for my least favorite in this movie. They didn't have anything for him to do. Yeah, they just... I don't know. Just, this movie was full of bad writing for a lot of the characters. They really got pigeonholed into, like, oh, well, um... Jesus, what's his name? Not Shredder. Splinter. Splinter's, like, the master. He can just leave... And the kids will be fine. You know, it's like signifying that the kids have grown up enough to take on this fight all by themselves. It's like, it's been a fucking week. And, like, this dude had you hung up in his basement and wasn't feeding you and was torturing you. Like, yeah. You'd want to get some revenge on him, even if you are, like, a ninjutsu fucking rat. Like, I don't know. It was a mess. And I don't think either one of those characters are written properly for this film because they tried to make it too kitty. Yeah, and unfortunately, later on in the movies, uh, Splinter, he doesn't get the time he deserves because you have four amazing characters that need their time, so people get pushed to the side. So, unfortunately, in this movie, Splinter and Shredder got pushed to the side. Yeah. Uh, Shredder did have some sweet-ass lines like, Babies! They're babies! Um, but, yeah, it's it's that's it. The fact that they didn't fight him at the end and he just turned into Super Shredder and smushed himself. And I was like... I was disappointing. I was like, damn, they didn't even fight him. They didn't even touch Shredder in this movie. I was like, wow, that's so shitty. It reminded me a lot of um, Tarzan, Disney's Tarzan. Mm-hmm. At the end when Clayton's like trying to beat up Tarzan. And Tarzan's just like kind of moving away from him in the vines. And he keeps telling clayton not to move stop don't move don't do that don't don't cut at these vines like you're gonna fuck yourself up and then he does and he hangs himself like right like it wasn't a fight tarzan was just walking away you were being a dick and then you killed yourself so yeah so yourself yeah that was least so let's do seven word synopsis so i have one in my head uh go ninja go ninja go fucking fire Accurate. Uh, okay, mine is Kino is overly aggressive. Shredder's a bitch. Yeah. Well, Kino was the new hothead. Like Raphael, kind of relaxed a little in the movie. Mm, yeah. A little, again, just a again, tiny bit. Mistakes were made with the fucking characters. It's fine. <laughs> oh, that's the only one you got. Yeah. Okay, so. This movie came out March 22nd, 1991. A legit year later, they cracked this movie out. It's insane. They were busy. <laughs> so, uh, what do you think the budget for Secret of the Use was? $30 million. $30 million, Not bad where your head's at. I understand. You know, probably doubled the next one. $25 million Okay. was the budget. So it went over a little bit. Yeah, uh, You were in the ballpark. So, what do you think the box office was? $150 million. Not bad. 132 Okay, so it so went a little bit over on both. Okay. Yeah, it, it didn't do as much as the first one. Of course not. And Yeah, 
because it wasn't as good. Yeah, it, that was kind of the what a lot of people said. The first one, the, the reception was really big, but a lot of people were sad that there was no violence in the film. Like the the first film had way more fighting and violence and stuff, but like yeah. this one was. It's a kid's movie. It was like Y7. It was like, ugh. Yeah, it was a legit kid's movie. So, um, yeah. But I I like I love this movie. I don't know if I saw this one first. No, I saw the first one first. And then this one came out and I yeah. watched it. But I love this world, this universe. Uh, in the comics, they, they have gone through a lot. Uh, one of the turtles, like, shell, they, like, busted the shell open. And so people thought they were going to, like, die-die. It was Raphael. Yeah. So... That's why he has a big old crack in it. Yeah. And uh, there's a new comic called The Last Ronin. I don't know if I've told you about it mm-hmm. or not. It's pretty sweet. One turtle mm-hmm. has survived. So something went down in the past. It's like old man Logan. Like, yeah. scary shit goes down. So one turtle, uh, at first they don't tell you which one. And one turtle but has survived. you sur- could guess. Yeah. If one- you know anything about the Ninja Turtles. Yeah. So this turtle has all the weapons of his brothers. And he's kind of lost it. And the other ones are talking to him. And he's like, going. Yeah. He's going on a mission to just finish finish it all. Like the person that killed him, it's one of Shredder's like ancestors or something. He's like, no, I got to go back and do this because, you know, I got revenge for my brothers. And so it's a really cool story. It's still developing, uh, but when it all comes out, I can't wait to get a just big collection of it. Yeah. That would be a really good movie. So last run and check it out. It's new Ninja Turtle shit. Uh, very depressing future. Which is the cool thing to do in comic books right now. So, yeah. Um, do you have anything else to say about Ninja Turtles? Secret of the Ooze. Watch the show. <laughs> Just like you said. <laughs> yeah, the show's really good. So, any of the shows, the old one from the '80s or the newer one from the mid 2000s, the current one, I don't care. Just watch the shows, and you will get a better sense of who each of the characters are. Oh, definitely. And what the whole why they're fighting they i mean you know kind of why shredder and splinter don't get along but you get a lot more sense about what the turtles are doing there and why they're involved and why they care so much and how they're affected and you get more of casey's backstory and april's backstory yeah, i'm saying casey wasn't in this agreed he should have been in this but him and kino would have been like blood brothers would have been fucking great the but, Bash Brothers. But they they wouldn't have had anything for them to do, honestly. They would have both joined. It would have been fucking great. Yeah. Bash Brothers. Ha! <laughs> the Bash Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so if you have any other cool things about Ninja Turtles to tell us, you can tweet us at... Allentownpod. We have an email, it is... Allentownpresents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook at... Allentownpresents. So we are skipping down the comic book street... Uh, we have a couple of really cool ones. Uh, I know we're doing a new Batman movie very soon. I'm with, very excited about with, it. With uh, Katie, one of Katie's favorite people. Jensen Ackles. Yeah. Uh, he's the voice of Batman. So it's the long Halloween. One of my favorite fucking stories because it's smart, Batman. Not, I'm just going to punch you until you get into a coma. I'm not killing you. I'm just mushing your head into the floor. Uh, but this Batman's really, he's young, young and smart, and he's trying to find a killer that kills somebody every holiday. And so it's a year-long just situation. Uh, the comic's absolutely amazing. If you have not read it, 
give it a shot. Last Halloween is fucking amazing. So uh, we're going to do that very soon. So thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back very soon with another comic book movie. Okay, bye, guys. Cowabunga, dude. <laughs> right? We just finished the episode. So, Cowabunga? Cowabunga. Cowabunga! Okay, bye, guys.